Time to cross the bridge with Mike Bianchi and Mark Daniels on FM 96.9 The Game. Powered by Advent Health. Advent Health for Children's Day of Giving is coming December 13th. Your chance to help kids in the hospital this holiday season. The donation stays local, helps cover gas and grocery bills for families with kids undergoing treatment. It's a great cause. Visit GiveForKidsToday.com to donate. Musical thing. Some hit souls from 93. Mm. Is this Billy Joel? Well after he went commercial. Mark Daniel? Uh, yeah, he's gone commercial, but I, I think... Billy still kept his roots for the most part. People were still going to his concerts for the good old stuff, but he didn't go that commercial. You're married to Christy Brinkley for a while, and they want to put her in videos. You don't say no. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Where do we want to start with Mark Daniels? All right, we're going to get into all the college and NFL action coming up. Um... Daniels, I think they might need to fire your coach of the New York football giants. Why? Can he play and quarterback? I'm not one. God. Mike, Daniel I, Jones apparently is an ACL from an uncontact drop back. Yeah. Yeah, and Danny DeVito is still playing quarterback. Time to be Wolfer for Williams. <laughs> well, that's a good one. Woeful for Williams. That's right. Just leave that crying. That was crappy for Caleb, huh? Yeah, just leave that crying baby face out in L.A. They'll suck it up, Buttercup. (laughs) No, I don't really think Dable should be fired, but that's just awful. That's just an awful team to watch. Yeah. Antonio Pierce, who you may or may not remember, was highly suggested by the NCAA in Arizona State to leave Herm Edwards' staff Mm -hmm. as his defensive coordinator because... He didn't just break COVID rules. He encouraged dozens of others to break rules during COVID and recruiting and workouts. And they basically said, look, you got to get out of here. <laughs> you just got to go. You can't stay here anymore. And now he's head coach of the Raiders. Mm. Look at you dragging up, dragging up old news, Daniel, just because uh-huh. they waylaid your giants. It's got nothing to do uh-huh. with that. He did all that stuff. Speaking of cheating, I said this earlier. I think somebody needs to investigate John John Harbaugh for stealing signals like his brother. Because that game yesterday, the Ravens just annihilated the Seahawks 37-3. And it it did look like they knew what was coming, Daniels. Do we need to investigate John Harbaugh too? Well, Connor Stallions isn't working for Michigan anymore, so... (laughs) You know, what's funny you mentioned about the um, the Ravens, and I think you said this earlier, um, nobody talks about them as the best team in the AFC, and, and you could make the argument that they are. I mean, Lamar's being Lamar, their defense is playing great, and it's like, oh yeah, the Ravens are, what are they? Oh, they're 7-2, and two. wow. 
Seven and two. Yeah. It's like, oh, good for them. Like, why aren't they talked about as like I, I get what we pay attention to the Dolphins and, and, and Chiefs and we'll talk about that later, but it's like Baltimore's going, Yoo-hoo. Hey, we're right here. Our quarterback's pretty good too making plays. Right. Yeah. Um <laughs> And we'll get into the Bucks later as well. Good lord. Mm. What about the what about the Bucks losing? To a rookie quarterback who threw five touchdown passes. A team that didn't even have their kicker. They had a running back kicking field goals for him. Daniels. As well as kickoffs out of the end zone. <laughs> right. Right. He looked good. Yeah. Baker Mayfield what about had Jock- that look like. Don't blame me. It's on the defense here. <laughs> I did my part. Right. And what about Joshua Dobbs? What a great story he was yesterday, Daniels. Vikings quarterback didn't even have any practice this week, just got traded to the team, didn't even know the players' names, and he gets thrust into the game when the rookie quarterback, Jaron Hall, gets a concussion and was unbelievable in that game. Leads the Vikings to a a 31-28 victory over the Falcons. Mike, he ruined it for a lot of quarterbacks because it's like, hey, this is a very complex game, okay? You don't understand to play that position – this guy doesn't even know his teammates. Literally, as head coach, throwing away the terminology and explaining to him what to throw, and he leads them to victory. It's like, oh, it's not that complex, huh? So, so all those signals and everything you're talking about, and guy can just show up and play, and he did. So good for him. Do you think the Carolina Panthers are having second thoughts about drafting Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud? Only if you allow Bryce Young to have second thoughts about being chosen by Carolina versus anybody else. <laughs> no, he did throw. He did throw two pick sixes yesterday. No, no, I, he's also playing on, and the Giants may be the worst. Although the Giants have a couple of defensive players, he he might be playing on the worst roster, and you could make the argument that he's playing for one of the worst owners in the National Football League. Not that he's not wealthy, but as I said last week, there's a reason why organizations end up being really bad because they're poorly run and either have hands-on owners or they don't hire the right people, and the Panthers are really bad. And by the way, they fired a coach that ended up going 6-6 six and six in the final 12 games last year and fired him to bring in Frank Reich, who's 4-12-1 and one in his last 17 games. <laughs> Should I feel guilty, Daniels, for uh, a couple weeks ago? I picked up Taysom Hill off the waiver wire, and he's listed as a tight end in our CBSSports.com league. And he's just gone off running the ball, throwing the ball the past couple of weeks. It's almost like cheating having him listed as tight end, Daniels. Yeah. Kelly, if uh, he wasn't on Mike's fantasy team, would he mention him at all? No. Okay. No. Hey. Mike, Mike, if you, don't, if you don't pat yourself in the back for fantasy moves, who will? Exactly. Nobody else in your league will. So you can take all the credit and joy that you want. Did your team win? Who's wor- who's who's worse between these three teams in the NFL? All right. Your Giants, you just mentioned the Panthers, the Patriots, or the current Arizona Cardinals who had fifty eight yards of offense yesterday. Well, the Cardinals are trying to lose. Mm-hmm. They are tanking. Um, the Giants have been decimated by injuries 
that have ruined their season. The Panthers are poorly constructed. I think if you ask Bob Kraft and Bill Belichick before the season what their expectations were, they would have told you that they can be a wild card team. Whether that's true or not, I think they thought that. I don't, you know, the Giants probably healthy before the season said, hey, we won a playoff game last year. Why should we not? But not that New England hasn't had some injuries, but I, I told you the other three are one's purpose of losing, the other's poorly constructed, the other's been decimated by injuries, the other has a quarterback that they need to acknowledge is not the answer. And if they're smart, they begin to tank as well. Who, the Patriots? Yeah. I mean, Mac Jones isn't the future for you. By the way, the Giants, I hate to keep talking about the Giants, but, you know, Daniel Jones injured. You, you, you've you made excuses for him playing behind bad lines and all of this. I don't think he's guilt-free, right? but but it hasn't okay, helped. Yeah. But, but if, are, is Daniel Jones still your quarterback of the future? Like, if you're the Giants and you No, can, that's why you draft and, a rookie quarterback and live off the rookie contract. Okay. So you're saying the Giants need to tank too now? Uh, yeah. I, I, look, I feel bad for Daniel Jones because he, he's going to end up being, you know, laughed at by people for his career, and he's a quarterback that's going to fit into that box of did he ever get a fair uh, a shake because of the uh, talent around him and the injuries uh, around him? I, look, you can drop Caleb Williams behind that offensive line next week, and he he's not going to be any better. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to talk state, college, and NFL football coming back. UCF gets its first Big 12 win. Where do the Gators go from here with Billy Napier? We're going to get into that. FSU-Miami play this week. And also the Bucks and Dolphins both lose. We're going to get into all that next on The Bridge. But first, let me tell you about Ziegler Air Conditioning. I've told you many times. If you're looking for an AC company, you want one that is reliable, all right? I I had contacted an AC company before the summer started. The summer was just getting started. It was getting hot. My AC went on the fritz. I contacted one of these big-name companies that run all the radio ads, and they would not get back to me. I contacted another company. They said, oh, we can be there in a week or so. I'm like, no, I need somebody now. It's hot outside, and my place is hot, so I got in contact with Ziegler Air Conditioning. Pat Ziegler, the owner and his technicians, they were out at my place that very day. They checked over my unit, said we could probably patch this up, but it's old. You need a new unit. It's 19 years old, so they got me a great deal on a carrier unit. It's so quiet. It's so cool. It's so efficient. So I highly recommend Ziegler Air Conditioning. They're a carrier-authorized dealer, also factory-authorized. So give them a call today, and yes, Meredith will actually answer the phone and get the ball rolling to either replace your AC unit or repair it. Don't lose your cool. Call Ziegler Air Conditioning at 407-245-8765. Welcome back to The Bridge, brought to you by Advent Health. It's time to feel whole with Advent Health. To learn more, visit adventhealth.com. 
Daniels, before we get into you know UCF, Florida, uh, while we're on the air in Tallahassee until 9 a.m. this morning, FSU obviously beats Pitt over the weekend. Miami loses to NC State. Those two teams play this weekend. Uh, Miami is in disarray right now, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I'm looking at the ACC standings, Daniels. So Florida State obviously at top. Then there's Louisville and Georgia Tech. Florida State's not going to have any issues getting into the college football playoff, are they? No, I mean, unless uh, you know, Louisville's better than we think and not taking any of the way of a team that's 8-1 and one and ranked uh, 11th. Um, it, it, you know, some will say, boy, it's a really competitive ACC. Others might say it's just not a good league. That's not Florida State's fault, but I, I, I don't think the ACC is very deep. Do you? No. Okay. No. And yeah, and Louisville, Louisville lost the pit. Okay. They didn't just lose the pit; they got beat pretty handily by Pitt, thirty-eight yeah. to twenty-one. And we know Pitt isn't very good. So wow, yeah. And Duke is, you know, with Riley Leonard out, they've sort of fallen apart, have they not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no offense without him, so they, you know, are, are not going to compete in, in in games if they can't move the ball. And Riley Leonard was a big part of their offense, and. You know, I don't know the rest of their schedule, but what are they six and three now? But I, I don't think they're the same team at all. What's going on with Miami and their offense? So, My God, I don't know how healthy Todd Van Dyke is. Um, a few people were pointing out plays that were posted on Twitter of him anticipating being hit and falling down without even getting hit, and some wonder that he's just not healthy. But there's something mm-hmm. going on. He's throwing a ton of picks. Um, you know, in, in the last few weeks, um, Miami's second half series went missed field goal, punt, punt, turnover on downs, interception, interception. And while NC State's mm. defense is not bad at all, Miami, I, I've said this, Miami's got dudes. Like on that team, there's like really good players, and you're like, something's wrong there. Um, they've got talented wide receiver, they don't get the ball to guys, they got guys on defense that, and, and actually, Mike, Miami's defense gave up, like, what, 212 yards in this game. Yeah. The defense played well enough to win. The turnovers by Van Dyke didn't help, and it's weird. Again, Miami's won two overtime games. I mean, they count, so, so they're wins, so 6-3. and three. Maybe you lose one of them, you're 5-4, and four, but they won. They got Florida State, and they do play Louisville at home. Um, it just, Van Dyke's a real mystery, Mike. A couple of years ago, he was arguably the best or one of the five best quarterbacks the second half of the season. Um Last year, you could point to the coordinator and say, hey, that just didn't work, but he just doesn't look right, and it's a head-scratcher. Yeah, we talk about we talk about Florida may lose out. Hell, Miami may lose out, too. They've got, again, FSU, Louisville, and BC, which is playing a lot better mm-hmm. than they were at the, the beginning of the season. I mean, Miami could lose out. Um, yeah. It's possible that they can lose out, uh, and I, I know we're going to talk about it a little bit. I I find Miami and Florida incredibly similar on so many levels, so many levels. Uh, the coach and breaking down, and, and it's different because Cristobal's connection to Miami, questioning the philosophy, 
um, coach speak that gets on fans' nerves after losses, um, the assumption that you're going to return to greatness, uh, looking at a, a new college football world in these super conferences and, and realizing that you end up cannibalizing each other. I, I think Florida and Miami are incredibly similar right now on many, many levels. Yeah, yeah. You talk about the coach speak. You you texted me this over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, Billy, uh, Bill, I was going to say Billy Donovan. Billy Napier, you know, his team just lost a home game to Arkansas. Very embarrassing, obviously. And Billy Napier begins his press conference with, with, and I'm paraphrasing, but the gist of this is right, it takes a lot of courage to play this game. Yeah, And I, Billy uh... Napier is always going off on these tangents about, you know, you know, courage and all. I, I just thought that was a weird way to begin that press conference, especially on Military Appreciation Day. Okay, so I have a when, theory, and, and, and we got to hit the top of the hour here, and I want to run it by you about that start to the press conference. But uh, let's remind our friends in Tallahassee, you can keep listening to The Bridge. Go to 96.9 uh, The Game on the iHeart app. Uh, if you can't do that, Mike will catch you bright and early at 6 o'clock tomorrow. Mike and I come back with more of The Bridge. But first, let's pause for station identification. Mark Daniels. Okay, Mike, here's my theory. So when Billy uh, was on the bridge, and you got him on the week of the uh, bye week before the Georgia game, um, and Florida, you know, comes off of a victory, and everybody feels kind of good where they're at and everything. And I said he is committed to his plan and what he thinks he needs to do to build the program. And 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 I do credit for that. I I think Mike Novell fought through the storm of all the criticism there, but I think there's a time and place when you're selling that plan. And know the room, and I just didn't think that was the moment to resell the plan when the vultures of a media with more media built on hits and clicks, meaning I got to satisfy what my people want, and right now they're angry. So they want to hear an angry coach. They want to hear about, you know, we got to be better. And you came in with this, you know, it takes, it takes a, courage. And it's like, uh, that doesn't sit well. And I think sometimes coaches like Cristobal, like Napier, um, that come across of, I know what needs to be done, your focus on results of games. And I think you have a fan base going, what else do you want me to measure? (laughs) And the feedback is, hey, we're building this thing. I know, but I live for these 12 Saturdays. Yeah, but we got to get recruiting classes. We got to hit the portal. We got to coach better. I know, but on Saturdays for three hours, I live for this, and this is what you're doing to me. And I think that's where you have this disconnect at the moment in both programs. I really think that way. Yeah, and Daniels, I don't think I'm overreacting when I say this. In fact, I wrote about it. When you watch that Florida Arkansas game, and you watched. Arkansas's talent and K.J. Jefferson and their running back who's back from injury. You watch Arkansas. I mean, Florida's defense could not tackle K.J. Jefferson. I mean, he's a big dude, 6'3", 6'4", 250 pounds, who runs. He's a great runner. 
He's got a strong arm. Um, it looked to me like Arkansas was more talented than Florida. It just did. And I'm not just talking about the quarterback. I'm talking about running back. I'm talking about playmakers, um, offensive line. I just thought Arkansas, and again, Florida had some injured defensive players out, but everybody has injured players this time of year. I don't think, you said Miami has dudes. I don't know that Florida has many dudes on that team, Daniels. Well, I uh, I would agree with that. I think Miami's got a more talented roster at the moment uh, than Florida. Um, and Mike, it's a good point that you raised, and I would say this. Does a Florida fan expect their program to be Georgia, or is the more realistic expectation at the moment, Mike, to be Tennessee? And, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, if we're going to put teams in tiers, okay, that's a big leap of where Florida is now to get to this dynastic level of Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. So is it, you know, hey, don't you just want to get to 9 and 10 wins and and then kind of, you know, get to uh, the next level? I think you're right. I mean, I saw a good chunk of that game, and Jefferson's a difference maker, and I mean, he's a that dude is a big, thick, stone, <laughs> tough yeah. guy. And Mike, uh, in, you know, football terms, he got past first level too often, and he, and then he's going to uh, make guys miss, and they lost that battle up front. But Mike, you said this last week about Arkansas, the number of close games they played, and it's easy, and I get it because your record is your record, you know, and you know, I carefully talk about that to some degree at UCF. I think it's a different growth process of changing the league, right? But between and you watch enough, Kansas State I'll leave the Oklahoma game out for a second because sometimes things fall in your place and and, and you have a chance to pull an upset. But Kansas State Baylor, West Virginia it's not like UCF didn't have chances in those games. And all three of those games had a chance to win. The difference is in a few positions, you're not as strong, you're not as deep, um, and you're making mistakes. That's the difference sometimes of being nine wins, 11 wins versus six or five or four. And Florida's in that spot right now. Yeah, and I, and I truly believe Florida. I mean, G- Gator fans don't want to hear this, but they, as I wrote in my column, they are Arkansas. That's who the Gators are right now. They are much closer to being Arkansas than they are to being Alabama. When you look at talent level and and you know where the program's at right now, I mean, Florida is a is a middle to bottom tier SEC team. They're right there with, you know, even though they beat South Carolina, they're right there with South Carolina and you know. Arkansas and Kentucky and, you know, Kentucky beat them, beat them pretty good, but that's their level, right? Texas A&M, throw them in there now as well. Auburn, that's the Florida level. Right, an image of people have a hard time with reality, meaning, well, wait a minute, we did this and, you know, nobody cares what Urban Meyer did at Florida. I mean, right. you're not taking the championships away and things like that, but it's the same thing with Miami and all the years of restoring uh, the championship level there. I mean, you are the reality of, of of what you are right now. And it's not that Billy Napier and Mario Cristobal are wrong about 
you have to build this. It doesn't happen at the pace that you want it to happen. And when people go find the you know the quick one year fix, it it, it it's an outlier. But you're asking fans for patience. You know, Billy made that comment. It's not his job, and he's right. But as I said, that's what fans measure by. It, 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 it's it's. It's the 12 Saturdays that they wrap their arms around their team and say, make me love you. And then when you don't, then they act the way some fans act. And um, uh, I think sometimes fans want to see coaches have the passion they do. Not that you stand there and rip players and call guys out. And I'm not saying that Billy Napier is not going to be a good coach. I, I, I don't know. But I just thought, man, when you take the podium and you start out with that, it's like, uh, maybe your fans wanted to hear, hey, that's a tough one that, man, we got to be better. You know, we just can't let those games go away and, and, and at home and we had opportunities and, and everything. And he did answer the question about, as you said, the Keystone cops on the field goal and everything. And, you know, you can see the frustration of Graham Mertz and things and defensively they got some issues. But I don't know if people want to hear about courage and things like that um, at the start of the press conference. Daniels, I feel... I feel like I am, you just said the word, I don't remember what you were referring to, an outlier, right? I feel like an outlier right now in saying that Billy Napier shouldn't be fired. (laughs) I mean, again, maybe it's the social media mob that, you know, maybe it's the emails I get when I write things like that, but I just feel like, I feel like I am out of touch now with, 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 with fandom. Well, maybe um, I am. I don't know. It's the it, you know, it's the noise and the system and whatever it is. It's just uh, and here I'll, I'll give you another example. Uh, you know, every Sunday, Feinbaum goes on Sports Center in the morning for like a college football recap, and their main thing was about uh, Jimbo. I think he may have played a clip or something uh, where he said, "Look, I, I think the story's told on Jimbo Fisher. Even if they went out and finished eight and four, this is what the program is, and those that aspire for national championships, and it's not really a money thing." And to some degree, he's probably right. The money factor is legit. It's a lot of money. But yeah. he added what concerns, or he thinks some people at Texas a are going to say, before we pull the trigger on, what is it, $77 million, who's next? And, Mike, I think what's happened is that's not an easy question to answer for the angry mob fan bases that want these coaches blown out. When Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma to go to USC, everybody said, man, in L.A., this guy is just going to light it up. He fired his defensive coordinator yesterday because they gave up 50 again. Um, Mm -hmm. Marcus Freeman is a nice guy, but Notre Dame looks like they're a three-loss team every year right now. And, I mean, you can do this with a lot of places. So if you're going to get rid of Jimbo Fisher or if you want to get rid of Billy, uh, uh, Billy Napier, you tell me the guy that you think, well, if we hire him, and how many how many times you and I had this conversation in recent years on, on vacancies, okay, tell me the guy. Because if you want someone like Mike Norvell, whose team is likely playoff bound, go back and look at his story at Florida State. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, UCF, they do get the Big 12 win finally over Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati, obviously, uh, not an existing Big 12 team. They were in the American well, they are an with UCF. Big 12 team. Well, yeah, they, but they're 
Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying. They're a newcomer yeah. like UCF. Okay. Yeah, they're a newcomer. They're an expansion Big 12 team. And I, again, mm-hmm. it's a Big 12 victory, but uh, they had to hold on to win the game, but they won the game, and good for them. And, and Harvey is unbelievable, Daniels. That, that guy, I, I think you might have said this a few weeks ago, R.J. Harvey. That guy makes some of his best runs are like, you know, getting two yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gets he has such vision. It's unbelievable. He's a great running back, I think. R.J. Harvey's a great story. And, um, you know, the way UCF season has gone, it, 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 it's not one that, although it should be, it's a great story for, like, a, a game day. And what I mean by that is, you know, high school quarterback had great success then goes uh, 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 to an, uh, a school and doesn't work out there, comes back to hometown school, is in position to be a starting running back and blows out his knee. And isn't even sure, hey, am I going to even get to play? And then comes back and um, is having a great year. He's undersized, but he's tough. He's physical. And I don't know if R.J. Harvey is going to get a chance to play at another level. And I don't know what his NFL chances are or whatever the USFL, XFL is. But you watch him play and you understand his story. He's so easy to root for. And um, I've said it watching every play. The dude makes one and zero yard plays look like how the hell did he yeah. do that right um, and uh he's really tough he takes a beating back there and he's, he's he's such a nice guy to root for and you know we don't talk about stories like that enough as we should and every team's got him so yeah he's mike that wasn't a clean game but the way both those teams have gone you just find any way you can to win and absolutely and a win's a win we know that a win's a win, but, but, dot, 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 they're going to have to play a lot better this week against Oklahoma State because Oklahoma State is red hot right now, and UCF's defense, they did give up over 500 yards again on Saturday, and Oklahoma can run the football. Oklahoma State. Uh, or Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State can run the football with that running back they have. Ollie Gordon's really good. Um, he's another great story, too. Um, Ollie Gordon was sitting on the bench last year at Oklahoma State, and in the 12th game of the year, because of injuries, they put him in against West Virginia. He ran for buck sixty-four. I was like, wow, that guy's pretty good. And even the start of the season, he didn't have a great start, and then all of a sudden he takes off, and um, he's been phenomenal last month. Now, workhorse, getting about 30 yards a carry. Um, so 30, the, 30 carries a game. I mean, 30 uh, carries a game. But yeah. you know what that line is, by the way? Mm-mm. What do you think it is? Oklahoma State, it's a home game, right, for UCF? Yeah. Uh, I would say Oklahoma State's favored by nine. It opened at most places at one and a half, and it's now up to two and a half. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That shocks me. Quite a honest. lot of other people were a little bit like, huh, what? So, hmm. and, and I'll tell wow. you what, Scott Satterfield is the coach at uh, Cincinnati, and even though he threw some balls up and they made some catches, the crowd is not a big Emory Jones fan in Cincinnati right now. Um, <laughs> they're running, Mike, outside the tackles at will. And on the two-point conversion, they ran a play fake where he threw the ball over the middle. I mean, there was a guy open yeah, that, initially, but like... That was a weird play call, I like, thought. Give the ball to Corey Kiner, the kid of LSU... Every time he went outside, he was like untouched for five. Uh, they had nine plays of ten 
uh, 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 nine rush plays of 10 or more yards. And yeah. he ran the play fake to have him throw the ball. I was like, wow, okay, interesting. Thank God. Yeah, still to recover the onside <laughs> kick. But, you know, they they did enough things to win the game, and, and, you know, you feel a little bit better about yourself. And now can you go get two wins in the final three? We'll see. It's going to be tough on Saturday. But you know what, Mike? Um, it's a great opportunity. I mean, they're 15th in the country. Um, it's a, a space game, so you have the uniforms and everything. And, you know, what more do you want? Here's a team coming yeah. off a big win against Oklahoma. That's why you're in this league. It's what yeah. you play for. Absolutely. All right, come back. we got some more college and some NFL stuff uh, when the bridge brought to Bab and Health continues next. The bridge, Mark Daniels, Mike Bianchi on this uh, Monday. Bulldog, by the way, you would have crushed the media meal in Cincinnati. Chili? No. um, Rice and beans, chicken breasts, chicken tenders, full salad bar. How? Popcorn. uh, How? Little barbecue popcorn. How? uh, Some cookies. They had chicken and chicken tenders? Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Pretty mm. good. Yeah, really good. Pretty good. Sounds good. By the way, one uh, one more college note before I ask you a couple of NFL questions. Mm-hmm. You see the um, president of Michigan sent yes, the NCAA a letter about due process, and it's only fair that you allow the NCAA investigation to play itself uh, play itself. He out. sent the Big Ten a letter, not the NCAA. Right, I'm sorry, uh, the Big Ten. Yeah. And, and, and then allow Michigan the right to respond. Yeah. Okay, so so a uh, couple things. Okay, this isn't a court of law. It, it, you know, people are acting like, well, innocent until proven otherwise in a court of law. This isn't a court of law. Uh, okay, this is the NCAA policy, and it's the classic. Hey, let's play the season out. If we win, who cares if you want to vacate the title? We'll exactly. Played. But here's the thing: I don't understand, Mike. When the president of Michigan sent that letter saying, hey, it's important to let the NCAA investigation play itself out and all sorts of stuff. Mike, do you remember the story uh, a few weeks ago when we learned that another staffer at Michigan, unrelated to the Connor Stallions, was relieved of their duties because of security access to computers? Yeah, he was, yeah. They were looking into his computer, and I guess he was was getting stuff that he shouldn't have access to. Do you know who did the investigation? University of Michigan, I would think. Uh, a dedicated review team uh, from the University of Michigan uh, gathered the information and concluded. Do you know how long the investigation took? Um, a week. I don't know. A couple couple weeks. Yeah. I was One week. Say. You know who did the yeah. investigation? The university did. So I would ask the university mm-hmm. president, um, you investigated this story in one week with evidence provided and your investigative team went in and you drew a conclusion and an employee was relieved of their duties. Is there a reason why you can't do the same process for your football team? Exactly. <laughs> it's To me, this is just an absolute travesty that the president of a institution of higher learning 
is essentially writing the Big Ten saying, please don't investigate this, you know, in, in you know, please don't expedite this this investigation and let the NCAA take its two years to investigate this so we can win a national title. By the way, the report, it, it, it's a public file. So, so, so I, I, I found it in like four minutes. Uh, so anybody can find it um, and, and, and you can see for yourself. Um, so it's not like, oh, and by the way, you know what else Michigan has, Mike, which most schools do? You can also do a, a, a search of that. You know what they have? They have an honor code. What? Mm. You can go read the honor code that Michigan has, too. I mean, what's the honor code say? Well, I mean, whatever you think the wording is that 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 it, you know you're supposed to act in a certain way and 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 uh, not do certain. It 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 it's the same thing. Well, okay, here's your honor code. What does that mean then? There's no honor. Co- There's no honor <laughs> among thieves and cheaters. We know that. I just, I mean, right? I laugh, and uh, I get it. I mean, I know why the president's doing it, and it makes him even more popular, and it rallies your fan base and everything. But you've done yeah, but an investigation. A, it took you one if week. You're the to... president of a university. Aren't you supposed to stand for something more than win at all costs? He wants I to understand keep his coaches. Job and he's a huge football fan. Okay, that's it. That dis- disgusts me. It does. Well, disgusts me. Yeah. Um, so you said earlier uh, that you think Todd Bowles is in trouble. Yeah, when your defense absolutely just falls apart like it did against the Texans yesterday. I mean, that's that's Todd Bowles' baby. The defense, the, and, and, and don't get me wrong, the defense has been okay this year. I think they were among the NFL leaders in takeaways, yeah. and then they just collapsed yesterday. Yeah, I think Todd Bowles. I don't think he's going to get fired this week or anything, but... I think he's in trouble. The Bucks don't start winning some games. They've lost four in a row now, and they're not losing to great teams. They've lost to the Falcons. They've lost to the Texans. I don't even know who they have this week. But uh, the Bucks yeah. uh, host the Titans, and then will travel to San Francisco. Yeah, if they don't beat the Titans this week, because here's what's uh, now happening. Okay, like you and I have discussed in that division. Nine wins may win the division, but now here's what happens. The Bucks now sit with that loss yesterday at three and five. Well, the Saints already have five wins. The Saints are now five and four with their win yesterday, and, and, and while they're not, I'm not quite sure who the Saints are, but they're five and four. So now you're beginning to fall behind in what is a winnable division. And I'm going back to the point that I said, at what point does the Buck ownership and front office say, hey, we're not going to be able to win the division. This isn't attainable anymore. And I still think they should be one of the teams that tanks also for a quarterback. But, you know, when you're tied for first or in first place, it's hard to sell that. But now you're two wins behind the Saints. Yeah, and I'm not I'm, I'm not advocating that Todd Bowles get fired. In fact, I don't think he should get fired, but I think he might. <laughs> yeah, I so. mean, it, yeah, it's possible. But uh, that's just a bad loss yesterday and... and Good for what about Brown. the Dolphins? Forget about the Bucks. What about the Dolphins? What a disappointment they were. Just an utter disappointment. I thought they were actually going to roll the... What? Am I a stupid idiot or what? For thinking that the Dolphins were going to go across the pond and beat the world champions? I mean, good God. That was embarrassing. It was. Falling behind 21. And I don't care that they came back. They fell behind 21 to nothing. 
They're getting the you know, Tyreek Hills getting the ball stripped out for touchdowns. They, you know, the 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 freaking bad snap at the end of the game. Tua missing Cedric Wilson on what would have been a touchdown pass on the play prior to the bot snap at the end of the game. Embarrassing, Daniels. Embarrassing. Uh, Ten targets to Tyreek Hill. He caught eight balls for 62 yards. Kansas City, I think, was the best team in what now are nine Dolphin games to not let Tyreek Hill run free. Yeah. And they did a good job with double coverage, did a good job on getting some pressure on Tua. And not like you've seen against some of the lesser teams where he just wide open 25 yards down the field. You're like, where is anybody there? Kansas City did a really good job that it, he can catch 15 passes, but they're going to be for like seven yards each pass. We're not going to let him run free downfield. And, you know, Jalen Waddle got dinged up on a play blocking, and it may have hindered him. Uh, but yet, Wilson's open. Tua just, it's a bad pass. Terrible pass. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and if you're elite, those are plays you make. All right. If you're an elite team, those are plays you make. I'm but sorry. At the end of the at the end of the game, wow. But they're bailed out because Buffalo lost last night. <laughs> they're still in first place. The Jets are underdogs to the Chargers tonight. Um, and in some ways, they're still right there in first place. By the way, I need my Chargers defense tonight to score at least eight points for me. Well, let's get our so priorities straight. Fancy. You know. Yeah. So there Absolutely. you go. Peace, love, boiled peanuts. Have a great show. I'm Mike. Monday edition of the Beat of Sports. Recap the whole football weekend and more next.